Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Yes, the Awards Radar podcast. We're doing this very mellow today because it's uh, been a long week and we're doing it late at night and Steve's almost reached his bedtime. So, spoiler alert, Steve's here. I know, it's not the right order, now you're all puzzled. Steve, yeah. say something. Hello, I'm still awake. There you go. Well, we'll check on him in a little bit. Um, I'll take pity on you, we won't play Cinephile later. Thank um, you. Miles is here. Hey everybody, I am also awake until I'm not. That is often how it works in life and death, I suppose. Way to bring this down. Uh, and uh, Ryan. Hello everybody. Just like some mellow load sounds. And Indeed. he's sleeping. Um, yeah, this is, he's he's sleep potting. He's sleep potting. Uh, all right, sorry, sorry, sorry. I woke up. Uh, Mitch will be back next week, so look forward to that. Mitch. We're gonna we're gonna play a little, just catch up on what we're uh, thinking about and what we've seen, what we're gonna see, and then we're gonna play um, a game. But first, we have to finish some homework from last week. So, in lieu of a new question, we're going to wrap up our old question. Which, for those of you who recall, we were doing the Mount Rushmore of romantic comedies. Um, Mount, I don't know, Mount Rush. Ah, Mount, if, Mount uh, Romance More. I mean, Mount Mount Rush Ah is just as good or bad, depending on your yeah. your feelings. But either way, we were gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. Mount, Mount Rom Comor. Yeah. See, now we're just going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Let's, let's let's punch out of that joke now. <laughs> um, nice try. Mount. Ejector ejector seat. Uh, so we're, what we're all doing is we're all going to pitch our four, and then, uh, you know what? What we'll do is we'll then pick four from those four, okay. and that'll be how we'll put this one to bed. Right. So um, who would like to go first? Um, we did have a few that we mentioned. So are we starting? I mean, starting completely it's whatever, fresh. It's whatever four you want to pick. Okay. So I'm going to start with one that was not mentioned. Okay. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Cool. Okay. Do you want to do all your four or just one at a time? Yeah, do, do your four if you want. Okay. Um, then I'm going to return to The Princess Bride, which I stand mm-hmm. by. Um, it happened one night. And someone else will say the other one, so I'll say Silver Linux Playbook. Cool. Solid That's four. a good four. Yeah. Miles, you want to mm-hmm. go? Yeah. Uh, so I got Punch Drunk Love. Nice. When Harry Met Sally. That's the one I skipped, yep. Uh, His Girl Friday. And one that I feel like not nearly enough people have seen, Down With Love. Nice. Ooh, Down With Love is good. Ryan? Um, I agree. I think when, when Harry Met Sally is, is like an all-timer. Um, yeah, it's going to be on agree, our, our final four. And I agree with um, Steve. Uh, uh, shoot. What was that? that was the one that Steve Steve say your four again? I'm sorry. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook, Scott Pilgrim, nope. and um, nope. it happened one night. It happened one night is another one for me. Um, I would then I'm gonna go with the curveball because I I really love this film. I don't think I mean, it's very rewatchable for me at least. Uh, is a movie called uh, Serendipity. Anybody seen it? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I I don't know that I would put it on a lineup, but I like a John Cusack movie. I like it. I love that movie. It's 
very like I said, very rewatchable. Um and oh I got uh, one more. I got to go I got to go with with Nancy Myers. And so I'm going to oh. say um something's got to give. I think that that's great. But I mean I could There's some movies that are like on fringe for me like I I don't consider them rom-coms like a movie like Bull Durham is a yeah. baseball comedy with romance in it. Um a movie like Fair. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is I just think more of a comedy than a romance comedy. So yeah, I think so, it's a, it's fringe know, enough. But there's I some, there's some fringe films, but uh, yeah, when Harry met Sally for me is like the the ultimate. It's the penultimate mm-hmm. film. It's a perfect for film. sure. Cool. Um, oh, actually, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Serendipity back. Four weddings okay. and a funeral should be up there. That oh, movie's fantastic. That's fine. Um, I'm gonna go with my four. I'm gonna go with uh, Annie Hall. As uh, my older one, I'm going to go with Love Actually, kind of the uh, ultimate in terms of like quantity. Yeah, if not see, I like quality. Four Wayne's in a Funeral more than like Love Actually, or That's I would fair. take Notting Hill. I mean, I like four, I like uh, Love Actually better than Notting Hill, but Four Weddings is probably a push on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, then I will say the worst person in the world. I think, <laughs> a movie I think none of us. Is, a movie yes. none of us I know it's not going to make it, but I kind of think it is the best romantic comedy in years. Also, I just love the like sort of way it looks at the romantic comedy idea. Uh, and for my last one, I am going to do um, Jerry Maguire. That's a good yeah, one. That's a good yeah. one. So no now let's well, let's narrow it down. Well, considering it's the only one that was on more than one list, I feel like when Harry met Sally is a lock. There we go. We got one, and I think nobody had an issue with it anyway. So does anyone want to nominate one of theirs or someone else's before to sort of ease um, this up? I mean, it happened one night was on on two of our lists. I think that that one's that's fine. I'll, I'll, that can be on there also. I, I will. I will. I will offer up an addendum to the worst person in the world just in case this helps. And I'll swap it out in case this helps with the American president. I really do love that movie. It's so yeah. watchable. It's ridiculous how much I've seen that movie. I, yes, it might be my most watched Sorkin. I don't know. A few. I've seen a few good men probably like those every are, time it's on television. Yeah, it's like, but same thing with American president. So it's yeah, those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. It's like Michael Douglas and Annette Bening at their most charming. It's ridiculous how good that movie is. I'm happy to put it on my four in the final four. Um, um Miles, what were yours again? Uh Harry Met Sally, Punch Drunk Love, Down with Love, and His Girl Friday. Mm. Oh, His Girl Friday is too. good too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean I'm open to everyone's list, um, so I'm happy to I feel like a ri- I feel like a Richard Curtis film should be in there. And yeah. um Well, four weddings are love actually. Take a poll. Uh, I out of those, I would say four weddings personally. Yeah, I go four weddings as well. Okay, there you go. There's a, there's a third and one more. Mm. So we have, what do we have? We have when Harry yeah, met Sally. When Harry met Sally. It happened one night. And okay, one. four weddings and a funeral. Mm-hmm. It's a very long title. I like the, the Princess Bride or, or Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I are you know I do like the pr- I, I like I like Princess Bride. I was gonna say sure. I like Princess Bride. I think that that's that's a little bit like one of those where it's an outside the box, but it's a really good one. Yeah, I yeah. Like that. No objections. There we go. We did it. 
We did it. Yeah. It took I, two I would weeks, visit but we this, did it. This Rushmore. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we can do this again with other other things, especially if we have a week without a ton of questions. Um, so before we do more, because I want to I want to play the uh, recalibration game later, and I want to talk about a trailer later, and that will lead into that. Let's uh, let's catch up a little bit on movies that we've seen and or are going to see. So I will talk about two that I saw at the New York Film Festival. I saw the French Dispatch, which I don't think anyone expected me to like, so not going to be a huge surprise here. But there's nothing there's nothing like wrong with it per se. I just am very clear on his very twee style is not something I like. The only issue I would say exists on a besides it wasn't for me level is the the length you spend with each of the stories. It's not long enough to be a full short film, mm-hmm. and it's not short enough to be just sort of like a hey, here's we're popping in on something. And I and I'm I don't understand why that is the length he chose for each of the stories. So it, essentially, it's articles that the staff have written, and by the time you sort of get into the rhythm of that story, it's over. So I just the editing wise, I I, I don't quite know what he was up to there. But I also realize, like, you guys are all going to enjoy it more than I did. Yeah, uh, I see it in a week and a half at Middleburg. And um, I'm, I'm on record. I really I really love Wes Anderson's movies. And, um, you know, it sounds like it is not as accessible uh, as something like Grand Budapest. Um, no. It sounds like it's more, I would think, the sort of the reactions I'm seeing, and Joey, you've seen it, so you can clarify or not. But it seems almost like Steve Zizou. Yeah, like it's a birds. it's a better version of the Life Aquatic. Yeah, which um, sounds great because it's like you know really it's like ode to journalism, and um, I still think it'll get into some text. But I don't think it'll be above the line player at this point. But... No, I think de- I think below the line, it's it, it could definitely get in because it looks beautiful. It's just yeah. it's so mannered in his mannerisms that I I just it's not it's not accessible unless you love him. Otherwise, you're just yeah. you're wishing it was done in a different way. Yeah, but it does seem like this one is more for the fans. Yeah, and, this was, uh, and so I'm looking forward to that. Plus, he's already shooting his next film, which is um, crazy, but great. It's pro- you know because he's they delayed this one. Yeah, um, I'm always so I'm, I'm always willing to give him a chance. Yeah, like I I didn't. I don't think my, you hate him. I just think no. that some of the, some of the stuff's just not for you. I just you know? I just spend a lot of time while people are chuckling, going, oh, okay. Because people, you know, people who love his stuff will chuckle at these little, little things. They're just like, oh, the the way the person is standing in a room not doing anything. Yeah. Or whatever. Just like sometimes I feel like they're laughing at the idea of Wes Anderson more so than any thing that you're seeing. On the I think screen. that I think there's a there's a nicheness to his comedy. Yeah. Is that and is like that a fair is that fa- yeah. uh, like Steve uh, Miles? Is that fair to say? I yeah, so. I would agree. So, I mean, I I'm coming from a position where I, for the longest time I did not like Wes Anderson at all, but that was primarily because I had only seen Steve Zissou yeah. and I didn't like that one at all. And then I saw like posters and stuff for the Royal Tenenbaums. I see Ben Triller in matching tracksuits with his kids and I'm like, "Okay, this is not for me." But then I saw Moonrise Kingdom and then I saw Grand Budapest and I think I just I like those films less for the Wes Andersony like 
you know, diorama stylings of them and more because I think both of those films have a lot of humor and heart just mm-hmm. in and of themselves. Grand Budapest in particular, I really like for the Ray Fiennes performance, which I consider one of the all-time great comedic performances. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Well, that's the issue here is once you start, once you find a character you like, you're guaranteed they're not going to be on screen much longer. And that's... Yeah, it's sort of the, the yeah, that's sort of the problem with like giant ensemble pieces like that. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I think he's like cilantro. Either you enjoy the flavor, or you don't. And I think you know you can <laughs> kind of water it down and forget about it, and maybe enjoy some of his work. But in, when it comes down to it, it it's just just a matter of taste. Um, yeah, mm. cilantro's good. But, uh, yeah, I love cilantro, but I know people who despise it. I'm like, what? Same thing yeah. with his films. It's like it makes sense, you know. The loonies, though, Solange you can appreciate great. it, but you don't have to. You don't have to like it. I would. I would say he's not quite cilantro so much as he's like um, an oyster, where it's a lot. It's a little more exotic. <laughs> and every once in a while, you uh, find a pearl. You know what? He's yeah, an oyster yeah. with cilantro. There, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I love oysters, and I don't mind cilantro, but cilantro. I don't know that I want cilantro on my oysters. Uh, but yeah, so there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not for me. It's it's perfectly fine. Just it holds me at arm's length. I feel like the way I described it is I'm watching the movie from a hundred yards away at all times, and that's not how his stuff works. You know, he wants you to feel intimately. He wants you to be in the diorama with him, and I always feel like I'm on the outside. But that's just how it is. Um, on the flip side, the night before that, I saw Red Rocket. And goddamn, did I love that movie. It is the funniest thing that Sean Baker's ever made. Um, Sean Baker and Chris Bergash, for those who don't know, they made um, Prince Broadway, Starlet, which um, for anyone who has seen Starlet, this is exists in the same cinematic universe, which I think is always cool when like super indie films are connected. And obviously, they're, they're two more well-known films are Tangerine and the Florida Project. And this is just... Amazing. And when you think about they made this in during lockdown when they couldn't make their other project happen, it just wasn't able to be done during quarantine. And this is what they came up with. Phenomenal. It's hilarious. Simon Rex is one of my favorite performances of the year. And Susanna's son is a like discovery. The fact that they found someone who looks like what they need to begin with is extraordinary. But the fact that she's so charming and also like self-aware in the character, it's great. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Simon Rex plays a, a former porn star who has to return home to Texas, sort of in disgrace, and he sort of hangs out with his, his estranged wife and his mother-in-law and, and gets a job, like, uh, selling weed, and is just sort of, like, figuring shit out. And then he sees this girl who's about to turn 18, who looks a lot younger than that, but is also, like, kind of overtly sexual, and he's like, I found the next star. And just begins sort of grooming her. A lot of people made it out to be that this is a, a movie about Trump. And I don't really see it that way. But I get why people want to like put that on it. It's just hilarious. Like I love their character studies. I just like hanging out with these random people you would never make a movie about. And I honestly, this is going to sound weird. I think this might be their best. Well, yet again, another movie I will be checking out in a week and a half. Yeah, I think Miles is going to like this movie. Okay, well, I'm excited to give it a shot. Yeah, I I, I love Sean Baker. I think he's a really great filmmaker, and um, I I like the Florida Project. I think Tangerines is fantastic film. So 
I, I'm a little weird it. with them when I think Tangerine is my least favorite of theirs. It's not bad. Mm. I just connected a little less to that one. Like, I love, I think Starlet is the one I like more than most. Yeah, Starlet is pretty pretty good, too. Yeah, Starlet, I think a lot of the, the initial reaction is based on when they have their reveal. And you're like, oh, oh, wait, this is what this movie is about. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, and Florida Project is obviously great. But this one, this one is definitely their funniest movie. Which is, I think, the only thing holding it back from some awards prospects. Also, you know, there's a lot of sex in it. And that might be, you know, iffy for some voters. But this the fact that you're, you, you don't feel bad for him. You know, you part of their charm is you the, the empathy and humanity that you feel for everyone in, in their movies from top to bottom. Like, you know, in Florida Project, who don't you feel empathy for? Maybe the potential pedophile. But that's really about it, right? Everyone else generates empathy mm-hmm. and this one your main character you 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 don't really at the same time he's massively likable because simon rex plays him almost like a child he plays him like if you ever had a friend growing up who was just like a prick and you just knew he was the bad apple but you also just kind of wanted well for him because he's still your friend and you're not gonna you don't want your friend to wind up you know in jail or whatnot and it's very much that type of character so it's a kind of a niche in that sense but i think they they just aced it. They're like utter geniuses when it comes to these types of characters. So I'm always down for their stuff. And this is one of my favorite films of the year. So more on it soon. The review's up on the site. And uh, hopefully, you know, I'll be able to present some like interviews and stuff with them. Because I, the more you hear about how this came together, the more fun it is to talk about. So more on that soon. But before we move on, I know uh, Ryan is a little bit, itching to talk about a different film so i will let him start the conversation which we started already a couple weeks ago so we can do a little more now and then i think miles sees it next week so then we'll wrap it up after that but go for it yeah um i well first of all i finally saw the eyes of tammy faye and uh that is a a a movie that is the clinical definition of a great performance uh inside a bad movie or middling movie it's a fair um, movie with a great performance. And uh and so um just wait way longer than it needed to be. Um but before I saw that, not on the same day but just in the week, I saw uh Titan. Mm-hmm. Um the Palme d'Or winner. Uh and um I think that it you know, there's a there's a tendency when something special comes out that people over hype things to epic proportions. Um, I want to say, I don't think we've seen hype like this for a movie since parasite, which was the last Palm door winner. I don't know. I, I think it's different, but fair. I think, I think that like, no people were like, this is, this is all these adjectives thrown at the, the screen. And, um, and it's built its buzz, and, and rightfully so, because it is, it's shocking, it's nerve wracking, um, you know. Usually, with with movies, uh, whether it's got horror elements or things that are u- upsetting, I never have those experiences. I'm like, oh no, this just feels part of the film, and I do think this movie gets under your skin, um, mm-hmm. just that the way it's so uh, from the get go, uh, just you know it, it's it's just like a little sound that keeps ringing in your ear it almost feels like this movie is but 
uh, beyond its sort its violence and its and um, obviously its its body horror is this um, and and also very sexual is a very tender film that I I, I didn't see coming and there's uh, wonderful allegories for uh, you know transgender or or you know anyone in the LGBTQ community uh, there's uh, two stellar performances two of the best performances of the year is direction is is extremely confident. It's the most confident directing I've seen this year. Okay. And its ending is... I, I'm not giving anything away. I'm just saying its ending is um, weirdly beautiful and super disturbing. Yeah, and, it's out uh, there. It's, and it's... I, I just loved... I. It's a movie you got to vibe with from the yeah. beginning. If you don't, you're going to hate this. Um, it's not for everyone. I have no idea who to recommend this to, um, because I think that it's sort of just for us. And, uh, but if you find it and you like it, then, uh, then go for it. Cause it's, it's, it's a, it's the ballsiest picture of the year. Totally. Um, actually, by the way, I lied. We do have a question to get to, Oh, okay. but before <laughs> we do that quickly, one other thing that Steve and I saw, which is the last duel, um, so half of the which Ridley Scott movie is actually going to be good this year has been answered. And you know what? The last duel is uh, decently good. It's it's fine. Like, it, I, I, did, I enjoyed it. It's too long. It, it is definitely too long. And I understand why they structured it the way it did. But the because of that, the first act is not good. Um, the first act is Matt Damon-centric. And it's just dry and not what you want. The second act is better. Adam Driver's a more interesting character, and also Ben Affleck is just having the time of his life as this, like, lusty lord. There's literally a scene where he goes, welcome, take your pants off, to Adam Driver when he comes to, like, in the middle of, like, an Affleck orgy. And later on during that scene, he's mad at him about something and says, and take your fucking pants off, like, he's just demanding he joins the orgy. That stuff is great. And then Jodie Comer's really good. And her third is, you know, where you get to the thesis of the movie. So I don't know what, again... I don't know exactly what it's going to do, but uh, as like a throwback, like epic that also gets into like, by the way, men are trash and toxic masculinity has been around for a long time and it wasn't good then either. It, it, it does hit its mark. So uh, I don't, I'm, I'm curious if Steve liked it more than I did. I liked it just fine, but I, I wouldn't call it necessarily a, a massive awards player. Maybe, you know, costumes and things like that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say, you know, it's not one of my top of the year, but there's a lot of things to appreciate about it. The performances I thought were good. I know a lot of people are on the case of uh, Matt Damon's hair and Ben Affleck's hair. I'm like, I, really, people grow up. It's like, yeah, they look ridiculous. It's a creative but choice, but it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Um, I thought the first third was interesting. It, it honestly kind of threw me off because the way this is structured, it's like a puzzle that you haven't seen the box for. And it's coming together, and you're figuring it out as it goes along because you're okay. Here's a chunk here, and then you're like, "Wait, did I miss something?" And then when you see the yeah. second act or the second chapter, uh, it starts to come together. And when it comes to the third chapter, it becomes something uh, you can actually finally then have a true conversation about what you're watching. And then when it closes out, there's a uh, which is teased in the early uh, the start of the film. There's an incredible uh, battle scene. Uh, yeah, their duel is is terrific. Yeah, it's it's intense it's and violent, totally, and it's totally you know hold your breath, edge of your seat stuff. Uh, but yeah, it 
Yeah, it's, it's good. good. It's just it's a brutal film because you know not just because of the the graphic violence, but also you know some of the subject matter is uh, and it, it surprised me. I was expecting a, a more mainstream, kind of like a little bit boring, and to be kind of like okay, let's go, and a lot of talky talk. No, it, and it was it, it definitely has a personality. Yes, and I was I was really I was wrapped up in it from beginning right to the end. So. Yeah, and I, and I think their their intent is so there's you know as it gets on and you get into some of the like antiquated ways that the the law worked at especially in terms of rape and some of the like statements that people make as fact you know like oh well if she enjoyed it it couldn't be rape and you know you're meant to just go oh my god mm-hmm. while also remembering that like oh there are people who fucking run for office these days who still say shit like that. But it does help that it's not just Affleck and Damon being like, aren't we so smart? Aren't we so, you know, liberal? Um, I think especially in the third act, the, the Nicole Hall of center of it all is helpful because she be, um, Jodie Comer for the first two thirds is not the focus. So once she becomes more of a well-rounded character, there's a, there's a lot more there. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's, it's different than you're expecting. I think that's to its benefit, but also may limit the audience. Not that that's a bad thing. It's memorable in, in the way they approached it too. You know, the storytelling—it's yeah. de- you know, definitely has like the Rashomon type uh, approach. But I, I I think that really worked for it, and it worked. Kept me it more much it. more interested if they just than if they just went the, with the standard approach. Yeah, I think the I think the standard approach they would have needed to cut a lot of it out. Yes, and it would have been like a hour forty five minute movie, and and that would have been a different movie. I don't know if it would have been better or worse, but definitely would have been different. Uh, but I'm eager to talk more about it once once everyone sees it. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. let's let's go on to uh, Ryan's question. Ryan McDermott uh, has a late breaking question for us, and it's a uh, Tom Hardy filmaholic face off. Oh boy! Yeah. So uh, let's start with uh, this means war or uh, Capone. No, I'm kidding. I I made that one up, though. I think Capone is the answer there because they're both terrible. Um. Uh, I mean, I actually kind of like Capone in like a disaster way, but uh, this movie was I, awful. I, I really liked Capone. I, I thought Capone like was just straight up, like straight up. Like I mean, I, I thought it was Gonzo, but whatever. It's not. It's yeah, not the ones Ryan gave. He's, he's and like, this is and this means war is actually like trash, yeah, trashy fun. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. probably the worst film he ever made. Uh, probably. I'd have to think about that. Oh no, Venom's um, right up there. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, Venom will show up in this. Don't you worry. Uh, here, first up, Warrior or Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? Uh, normal order, uh, Miles, Ryan, Steve. Um, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is a movie I really wanted to love, but we're talking about movies that hold you at arm's length. That was definitely one for me. Mm-hmm. It was one that I admired, but I didn't really connect with at the end of the day. I think Hardy's great in it. I think a lot of the actors are great in it, but there's something about it that just kind of holds you at uh, at a remove. Warrior, I think, is fantastic. I think it's one of Hardy's best performances. I think it's a very emotional, very sort of satisfying take on what has been kind of a played out sort of, you know, sports, you know, rivalry sort of story. Uh, so I think Warrior for sure. Yeah, I fell asleep um, when I saw Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy um, many, many moons ago, almost 10 years ago. Both of those movies 10 years old. Um, and yeah, same year, I think. Yeah. 2011. And, uh, I've grown to appreciate that movie over time because I did not know what the pace was going to be, but it's, it's better now than what it was. But, um, 
I still would not pick it over Warrior, which I think Warrior is fantastic and everything Miles said is correct. And I just think the emotional crux of that story is the relationship he has with Nick Nolte, who, sorry, Christopher Plummer, um, Nick Nolte should have won that Oscar because it's just, it's such a beautiful performance. Not to say that Plummer's isn't, it's just like, man, there's, but that acting on in that movie is on another level. Um, and so, yeah, I would give it a warrior hands down. Mm. Well, I'm going to, uh, mix it up a little bit. I'm going to go with Tinker Taylor. Oh. Uh, warrior is great, but I was a, a fan of the book and I think they captured kind of the, the, the spirit of it. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. It's aged, it's aged well for me, Steve. And there's some so, great performances can, yeah. in that as well. Yeah. It's just Cumberbatch nuts. is really good in the yeah. movie and Oldman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, everything you guys have said about Tinker Taylor is accurate. I appreciate it. I I don't know that I enjoyed it one iota. Warrior would make my Mount Rushmore of sports movies. It's great. It's same. It's, Absolutely. It is phenomenal. It is our Rocky. Uh, the fact mm-hmm. that it wasn't more embraced. I thought Tom Hardy should have been nominated that year. He's like an animal in that movie. It's it's fantastic all the way. Warrior. Next up. Inception or The Dark Knight Rises? Oh, man. I I want to say this is a tough one for me, but it's not really. Um, I, I have a soft spot for The Dark Knight Rises, and especially Hardy's hilarious performance in it. Um, it's got some issues, and it's, you know, it's it doesn't quite come together, but I, I, I do admire a lot of what it's trying to do. Uh, Inception is just a delight from start to finish. It's such a great heist movie. It's got some fun concepts. It's not quite as convoluted as people, I think, think it is, but it's got a great cast. Uh, kind of one of Hardy's breakout roles in a lot of ways, and he's terrific in it. Everyone's terrific. It's just a good time. Um, Dark Knight Rises is a movie I, I, I gave a pass for a long time because I know that that's not exactly the film no one ever wanted to make. Um, you know, he obviously wanted ledger to be alive and continue with him and the joker for a finale um but the movie's third act over time has just crumbled um for me and inception is such such a wonderful concept he's very good in it um yeah that's it's no question i have to go with inception yeah i like rises as well but um inception's one that people have talked about since and will continue to talk about. Uh, there's something special there. So, Inception. Uh, I'm going to go Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. I, I like it more than most. And Inception, I I never connected with. Like, I like it, but it's in my bottom tier of Nolan. Oh, as wow. As opposed to. Like, I know how Dark Knight Rises is most people's, like, bottom tier. It's it's flip-flop for me. Like, I, I really like Dark Knight Rises. I like Dark Knight better, but I let, I give me Rises over Batman Begins any day. I, I feel the same way. Yeah, I I know it's not the movie we wanted to make, but I love the like epic war movie aspect of it. Like, I just like that he went for it. And the scale, and it, 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 it blew me away the first time, and it still is enjoyable. Uh, so yeah, that one's going to be for me. Uh, the next one is a smaller scale. Bronson or Locke? Ooh, these are definitely two of his best performances, I think. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's a tough one. Because Locke is just him for the most part. Yep. 
it like you you can never really take your eyes off him in a lot of ways um, because they don't give you the option yeah. yeah but it's also just it's well written and well performed and staged enough that it justifies that choice uh but bronson is a movie i've gone back to quite a few times and i do love the style of it i'm very hot or cold when it comes to nicholas vending reffin but i yeah. think that's one of his best um i give it to bronson by a hair but it's very close yeah me me and miles agreeing a lot tonight um i agree i love Locke. i think it's um i mean the movie is is so centered on just being uh on his face the entire time and and um it's it's a really good movie but bronson is the one where i really discovered him and i thought it was such a it's such an out there performance and it's all over the place and you knew that like this guy if he can pull this off he could be great in anything so yeah i will go with bronson well i haven't seen bronson so i will go with lock um which interesting interesting i will go bronson though i I like the performance more than I like the movie. I think Ref and I only really have enjoyed with Drive. A little bit only God forgives. Bronson is a lot. If that makes sense. Yeah, but that's what I like about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, Locke is, is not a lot. So it is interesting. They're so wildly divergent. I, I, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go Bronson just because he is really good there. Movie-wise, I might go lock. Uh, next up, uh, Dunkirk or Mad Max Fury Road? Um, for me, this one's not especially close at all. I like Dunkirk, but it's middle to lower tier Nolan for me. It's it's fine. It's a clever gimmick, but it doesn't do much for me. Like It's not one that I've ever really wanted to revisit. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road is one of the great action movies of all time definitely one of the best since the turn of the century it's an absolute masterpiece of carnage and i also think he's really good in it um (laughs) uh look i love dunkirk i think it's upper tier nolan um i think it's uh, you know it's one of those movies where he doesn't have to sit and explain things to me for three hours um so and it's and it's such a great epic war scale even though you never see the enemy and very emotionally profound uh in so many ways but Mad Max Fury Road is one of the best films I've ever seen like just straight up period it's a masterpiece upon masterpiece upon masterpiece it might be the greatest action movie ever made and um and his and I love his performance and I love his dynamic with Charlize Theron I think that they just have great chemistry, and I know everyone hated each other making that, and it was a grueling task. But to get that product on the screen and to make us care about the Mad Max franchise after so long, uh, it's a testament to Miller, but it's also a testament to Hardy, who just kind of fit perfectly into the role. So, yeah, got to be Mad Max for your road. Yeah, I, I appreciate Dunkirk, uh, but Mad Max, I my appreciation keeps growing for it. Um, the visual, the style um, of it is just 
like you like you said, it's a, it's a masterpiece. It's insane, and it's one of those movies, Steve, that you see and you're like, how did they film this? Yeah, how did they get away with this? Uh, how did they conceive that and say, and then uh, execute it so well? Because what you see is just it, it's a one of a kind. There's nothing else that's like it ever before and, and since. And like you said, you know, they they revived the Mad Max. Uh, franchise, but they didn't just revive it. They they blew it up and they and they turned into something so much bigger and better. You can't make a Mad Max movie after this. You can't say, well, we're going to do another sequel because you're going to have to top that, and you're not going to. So it's uh, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, Mad Max all the way. Uh, brace yourself, guys. I'm very indifferent to Fury Road. What? Yeah, <gasps> I feel like I saw a completely different movie than the rest of the world. Well. This, like is my last, this is my last appearance on the show. I saw it in IMAX with everyone else bullshit. at the press screening. And I was like, uh, they go from point A back to point B, back to point A. I get it. Where's I, Yeah. I appreciate all the visual stuff going on and how they did it, but I was not engaged in the slightest. So there, there was an appreciate but not like. So uh, I am, I'm actually going Dunkirk here. Wow. Hey, and it's a great film too, but it's just uh, yeah. No, I yeah. love Dunkirk, but it wouldn't it would not beat other things on the list. But yeah, Mad Max is the one of his that I'm just well. Actually, that's not true. The next two are terrible, but I uh, <laughs> I don't I, I I think it's middle of the road in general. Yep. And now let's finish up. Venom or the Revenant. Um, I mean Venom sucks let's <laughs> let's not mince words I mean, so does the revenant for being real well here's the thing i don't necessarily agree with that uh i don't think the revenant is great i don't think it's as good as birdman i think it's tries to bite off more than it can chew i think what ultimately saves it ironically is i think tom hardy gives a significantly more interesting performance than leo does in that movie um, but I just like the way it's made. I think it's visually kind of compelling. Venom is almost a so bad it's funny movie, mm-hmm. but it doesn't quite get there consistently enough. And it just feels like an early 2000s trashy comic book movie from like the Daredevil era. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go with The Revenant. Though I will say the sequel is a midnight movie almost. Yeah. Oh, well, almost. So by the time they get to the third one, they'll have a so bad it's good movie. They'll have Army of guys. the Dead. I mean, honestly, Army of Darkness. Didn't... If they didn't have Carnage and didn't have to worry about that aspect of it, they'd be pretty close because just the two of them bickering about whether or not Venom is going to eat chickens because he likes them as pets is phenomenal in like an awful way. Mm. It's not Venom. Like I brought a friend. I brought my friend Max who loves Venom and Carnage, didn't see the first movie. And I I turned to him when the movie ends and he went, what? Like he just... Had no clue that this was what they were doing with that character. It's like, this is not Venom, but it is a kind of funny movie. But yeah, uh, all right, one on the board for Revenant. Uh, Ryan? Okay, so I'm just going to go out here and say this real quick. Uh, Venom is terrible, okay? But it is one of those experiences that I was very drunk watching it at home with... Uh, my wife and a couple of friends of ours that what I watched was hysterical in how bad it all was, but in also how ballsy it was to be this bad. But well, 
I don't but, know that it was ballsy so much as a mess. Ballsy. I mean, there were choices that he had to make that they knew would be on a silver screen. So, yes, well, here's it requires some balls. He's making yeah. choices, and Ruben Fleischer is trying to make a generic Superhero, you know, movie. superhero movie. Yes, exactly. That's, that is the difference where Andy Serkis was like, uh, Tom, go, just tell me what just, you want to do. Yeah, do yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, but I really like The Revenant. And I think it is this trendy thing for a lot of people over the last couple of years to go back because they want Leo to win for other things and they don't like that you know, George Miller didn't win director and all these different other things. And they hate on the Revenant, which I think is a really wonderful, moody, methodical Western. And I I was, I was an OG not caring about it. I was a, I was a Tom McCarthy guy. that (laughs) That's fine. Uh, I, I, now I would have loved George Miller to win. Don't get me wrong. Or McCarthy, whose direction is fantastic, I think. I would have taken Adam McKay over over in Nora 2, actually. Oh, there. Yeah, okay. Uh, But I I really love the film. I think Hardy's performance, it's one of the best performances he's ever given. I don't think he's as good as Leo, who I think Leo is very good in the film. Um, But both of them are very good. It's a very good movie. I don't know if uh, what Miles said is correct about uh, it being lesser than Birdman. Um, I think Birdman can be pretentious at times, but in pretentious in a good way. Uh, I think that this movie is, is just operating on a different level. So it's very apples and oranges to compare them. Um, but I don't understand the hate for it. And I, and somebody's going to have to explain that to me down the road. Why all of a sudden, sometimes when a movie that had really good reviews and got Oscar nominations and was a giant hit at the box office and it was a, highly original sort of concept that, you know, that happened. And we don't get many movies like that even ever made anymore uh, that we get to shit on that one and and on others. So it's, it, that one is always head scratcher for me. All right. Well, um, I'm not super fond of either Uh, venom. I enjoyed myself, you know, in the, the same, the vein I ever mentioned the uh, so bad. It's good. I thought Hardy was a lot of fun in it. Um, but I agree with, with Ryan, uh, the Revenant deserves more respect and I will choose it for that reason alone. Uh, yeah, I don't like either. I, you know what? I'll go Venom just to mix it up, even though it doesn't really matter. Um, and then I actually like what we've been doing the last week. So, uh, I'm going to make the Mount, uh, homework again. So Ryan mm. asked it to be the Mount Rushmore of action movies. So take a week. Oh, I won't and, be here next week. Well, why don't you submit your four now, then? All right. You want me to do and that? Somebody And somebody remember this. All right. Well, I bear, I promise you I won't. Yeah, I won't remember I either. I guarantee you I won't either. Why don't well, you tweet, Steve, good... tweet it to us? Yeah, tweet it to us uh, next if week. O- if only we were recording like I'm gonna Like, I'm going to remember I don't tweeting that to you during yeah. my busy week. Okay. Um, no, I would say Mad Max Fury Road okay. is, is definitely up there. Um. I would say the Matrix. Um, yep. that's, that's I mean, monumental achievement. Yeah. Um, I would say huh, action film. This is this is tough. There's Kirby so goes bananas. Is that action? <laughs> I mean, I would throw um, in like Dark Knight and Endgame or something and call it. Like, a, yeah, I mean, 
Well, I wouldn't throw in a bunch of comic. I would see. I think that those are are comic book movies as opposed okay. to being action films. So By I that separate. Token, them. What about? Um, I mean, I I would say something along the lines of like, uh, you know, I, I got to throw like a Bond film in there because yeah. I think Bond is great. So I would, I would say something like for me uh, would be would be Skyfall because I think that that's the okay. best Bond film. Well, it's not the best Bond film ever made, but I think it's the best action in a Bond film for sure. Oh, and uh, and then I would say something like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, it's a very respectable. Yeah, that's a good one. But then, but then also to their Star Wars, you know. So yeah, that's a lot. It's a big, uh, yeah. big genre. All right. Well, we'll come back to that. Um, I want to briefly no. let everyone uh, clean up the mess they made from masturbating to the licorice pizza uh, trailer because oh. that is basically like cinema porn. Unless I'm wrong, did, did everyone? Did anyone not enjoy that trailer? I, I didn't I, watch it. I mean, I didn't masturbate it because I'm not fucking gross. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Ryan, Ryan might. Good. Have, Ryan, Ryan <laughs> might. Have. Pizza does sound good, but I didn't watch it. Yeah. Uh, it's a. It's a. It's. It's very much what I want out of Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson. It looks like the spiritual follow up to the Boogie Nights Magnolia Punch Drunk Love trio. When will we see this? When's it coming out? Uh, next month, I think. Right. Yeah. No, it's like uh, December. Oh, isn't it's it? December. Oh, yeah. Time's lost all meaning. I mean, I guess when I see it, it, might be different than when it comes out. But I would imagine it's it's a November or December. I mean, I'm gonna look it up. So uh, Ryan, you liked it probably, Vam. Um. Yeah, I think uh, the Licorice Pizza trailer was one of the best, if not the best, trailer of the year. Um, no- November twenty sixth, think... by the way. Yes. Thanksgiving uh, limit- release. Yeah, it's a limited Thanksgiving release, but then it goes wide on Christmas Day, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I think that this movie has the vibes of, like, the aesthetic of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Almost Famous, Magnolia, you know, this uh, Lady Bird, even a little bit. Like, you know, just, just it, it has this, the, the, it feels like it's going to be a little bit of a nod to Hollywood in this time, but it's also going to be, um, you know, him going back and doing a love story, which he hasn't really done. I mean, he has done a love story, in my opinion, in Phantom Thread, but I know that's not for everybody. Um, and well, but, punch drunk love, of course. But yeah, I was going to say, but hasn't done one like you know full on that isn't uh, demented with mushrooms. Uh, since, you know, since <laughs> Punch Drunk Love, and uh, and I think that I think this is going to be a big film for him. I've heard from people. Uh, that w- have been part of early uh, test audiences that premiered the that seen the final cut, and uh, the word that everyone is saying is entertaining, which is a movie you don't hear a lot with Paul Thomas Anderson. You hear thought provoking, you know, you hear uh, you know, not accessible for a lot. But I think that this is going to be, I think this could be it. Like I think this could finally be the film he wins an Oscar for. I think Bradley Cooper might join the coattails. I could easily see a world where he wins like screenplay or director. Uh, you know, Cooper wins supporting actor if it's a very memorable performance like the trailer was. And uh, and then maybe because it's, you know, it's got all the right things, it could play very well on a preferential ballot. Uh, yeah. I need to see the film, but to me, it, it screams a big player and uh, and I can't wait. Cool. To see it, Miles. Uh, yeah, I was 
I was cautiously optimistic about this one sight unseen. I wasn't, you know, assuming anything about it until we saw something. But the trailer did a lot to win me over. Um, Cooper Hoffman looks so much like his dad, I'm going to cry every time he's on screen. Um, it, it looks really sweet. It looks really, you know, coming-of-age teen romance kind of thing, but in a much more, I don't know, like a PTA flair to it. Uh, obviously, what everyone's saying, it has that vibe of Boogie Nights, Magnolia, almost famous for sure. I don't love that Sean Penn is in it. I kind of wish that wasn't the case. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I definitely think Bradley Cooper just announced himself as a major Best Supporting Actor contender. It remains to be seen how big of a role that he has, but just based on the trailer, I think he has the capacity to do a lot with a little here. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. I it's hard for me to say right now whether it'll be a huge contender just cuz there's still a few too many question marks in the season for us to know what the overall shape of it's going to look like. Yeah. But based on its own merits, I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. I all of my predictions held once I saw it. So that's yes. always a, a nice and then, sign. Well, and then one started building for me in like cinematography, maybe editing. It's not a long film. You know, it's an hour 40. It's the shortest film since punch drug which is great because it doesn't mean like it you know some people complained about a movie like once upon a time in hollywood for being too long I so mean, this I think is Phantom Thread was too long yeah well you're wrong um it's a perfect movie um uh, but i i think that mm. it's it is shut up i'm not i'm not i'm no i'm not hearing your blasphemy about mad max free road and phantom thread on the same episode it can't happen <laughs> um so but i just think that production design based off the trailer could be huge costumes um cinematography like this could be an across the board contender and then you know not just cooper but like i'd love to see what cooper hoffman does because i was such a giant fan of his father his best performances always seem to be with paul thomas anderson uh, at least his most memorable performances at least and several uh, of them yeah and and i just you know i i want to see just what this great filmmaker has. And I tweeted out this day, uh, the day the trailer came out that like, I'm, I'm beyond excited for it. It is my most anticipated film left in the year, uh, beyond what I'm going to be seeing over the next couple of weeks. And I don't, it's another thing too, where great directors start getting hate by so many people online. I'm out of it. I'm out of that business. You don't, you don't, you know, I, I just want to go and enjoy a film from one of my favorite filmmakers. And yes, I know a lot of people, including film Twitter and film bros love Paul Thomas Anderson, but it's because he makes fantastic films. And I showed the trailer to my wife and she loves PTA and she was just like, when the hell can we see it? So Thank people, you. people are excited for it. And I told her Thanksgiving, she says, sign us up. There you go. And, uh, to that end, I want to do a recalibration game. And well, hold on, does Steve get to say his thoughts? He, he didn't see the trailer. trailer. I did not see the trailer. So no, going in blind. Oh yeah, because you don't like but doing trailers. I, I, re- I respect that. Steve. I have mad respect for you for yeah. that because I would not be able to do it. Yeah, well, I'm seeing the film for sure. I love PTA, so there's no reason I can guarantee I'm buying a ticket. So there you go. So no holding on. Uh, well, re- well, uh, well. Then okay, real quick, I do have one quick thing, just because it happened this week, and I thought it was so delightful. Um, I'm watching a few. Um, I'm doing the 31 days of Halloween thing, which will hopefully be spun off into an article TBD. Yeah. But, um, uh, on, uh, 
yesterday uh, I saw Chopping Mall, which is delightful <laughs> if you haven't seen it. And there is a vinyl record store in that movie called Licorice Pizza. Whoa. And I, I don't know, oh, yeah. that just kind of, the timing of it just kind of blew my mind a little bit. Anyway, proceed. So, so if we get the interview PTA, I got to ask him about Chopping Mall. Yeah, well, listen, he's the kind of eclectic film buff where there is a very real chance he named his movie after yeah. like a blink and you miss it store name from an 80s slasher movie. It could be. I mean, I, I so after uh, after Red Rocket, I was at the after party and I was hanging out with Sean Baker a little bit just because it was towards the end of the night. And I guess also since I liked his movie, I was OK to hang out with him. I don't know. Maybe that's how that works. But he's apparently a huge fan of like italian cannibal horror movies and i just love that that's what he likes when it's not what you would ever expect him to like considering what he makes i just love that kind of thing like one of his childhood friends was there was telling me that his like oh i'm gonna make a movie as a kid like with his dad's like video camera it was like delta force 2 all that stuff just entertains me when you find out like what someone likes on like a personal level besides the stuff that they make you know on a professional level but in any event, I want to use PTA as a jumping off to our recalibration. And I'm open-minded about which one, but I figured maybe we would do the Boogie Nights here so we can decide just how well Titanic's going to do. Oh, When we do the Magnolia, yeah, let's that's go much for more it. interesting. I'm well, good with either. Steve, what do you feel like? Mm. Uh, I'd love to fix some things on the Titanic here. So. All right, All right, then let's, let's, do, let's it. do it. All right, let's start off. Best visual effects. Titanic wins. If you want to recall it, your options are Lost World, Jurassic Park, or Starship Troopers. Wow. <laughs> what a diverse group. Um, <laughs> I'd probably say leave it. Recall. Uh, keep it. Uh, recall. Just want to see what happens. It could, it could very well stay the same. Uh, yeah, I mean, my second choice would be Starship Troopers, but I think just the mix of digital and practical effects in Titanic is still super impressive, even by today's standards. Cool. Yeah, Starship Troopers gets my vote. Uh, the, the the visual effects in that movie are insane, and uh, and I love that movie. And so it's it's only representation is here in this category. I will I will I will go with that. <clears throat> All right, Steve. I'm going Titanic. It's it's. Uh... It's effective because of the the visuals. It's like Jurassic Park. It kind of uh, changed film forever. Mm. So I'm sticking with Titanic. Uh, you know what? Less so the Lost World Jurassic Park. Yeah. 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 Not. not I, I'll, I'm going to go Starship Troopers and give us a tie. Thank you. I do like Starship Troopers. It's very good. The, the, Starship Troopers is great. Don't yeah, get me wrong. I just love that the original trailer looked like a like a. Oh, wild, like sci-fi movie. I remember my, my folks went to go see, I want to say Air Force One, which might also be the last time they went to a movie. And uh, came back and was like, oh, there's this like sci-fi movie coming out you might like. Starship Troopers. It looks like, like, you know, like soldiers fighting like monsters, whatever. And I just love that the trailer initially gave you no sense that this was a uh, satire of fascism. <laughs> you had to go yeah. see it. Yeah. 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 Uh, film editing. Titanic wins. You're going to sense a trend here. If we recall, the options are Air Force One, As Good As It Gets, Goodwill Hunting, and L.A. Confidential. 
Uh, recall. 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 Um, I give it to L.A. Confidential. Uh, it's got the three different storylines that it weaves throughout, and it creates just this great sense of the time and the era. It's got that great opening credit sequence. Um, yeah, and Titanic is just, you know, the editing is solid, but workmanlike. I agree with Miles. Uh, L.A. Confidentials has wonderful film editing, and uh, if this is an opportunity to take uh, Oscar out of James Cameron's hands, I'll take it. <laughs> I agree with all the above. L.A. Confidential. Suck it, Cameron. This will be interesting as we continue because I do not like L.A. Confidential. I'm going to go good for For editing? I mean, I like that movie a lot better. So it didn't matter at this point. It didn't matter. He can throw his vote wherever he wants. Uh, Wait to hear this lineup. Best costume design. Titanic wins. If we uh, recall, Amistad, Kundun, Oscar and Lucinda, or the Wings of the Dove. Yeah, um, it might be the dustiest category in history. That's very dusty. I, outside of Titanic and Amistad, I don't know that I even know those other three. I mean, you know Kundun, the uh, I know movie. of Kundun. You've seen images. Um, You've seen Kundun. Yeah, you I'm know aware it. of it. You said I'm aware of. You Kundun. watch it. I, I I did watch it, and uh, I was bored. I was very bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say leave it for this one. Recall. Leave it. Uh, yeah, just because I don't care. I'm going to go leave it. God damn it. I just... That's not the not the hill wow. to die on. You're all racist. I would have given it to Ruthie Carter for uh, Amistad. It's fine. I don't know. No, I, no, it, no, 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 no. It's fine. That'd be my second. We all know where you, that'd be my second all know where you guys stand now. It might have been my second choice. Um, really, woman waited until Black Panther to finally win one, but you know she's up. We could we could have changed history. Yeah, but there. Black Panther was a great one to win for. The costumes are amazing in that movie. Yeah, I mean she everything she touches is great work. I mean she should have won for Malcolm X. To be fair, like the costumes in that film are fantastic. Here we got a category: Titanic lost best oh, makeup. This is great. We're gonna leave it, but it's Men in Black. Yeah. And if you want to recall, you have Mrs. Brown or Titanic. Oh, so just Mrs. everyone Brown, say leave makeup. it at once. I'm going to leave that. No, leave it. Well, uh, not only Rick Men in Black has man. genuinely phenomenal makeup. Yes. Mm. Men in Black deserves to win. And also, there's no enthusiasm for the other two. And Rick, How did Men in like, Black not get nominated for visual effects? That's kind of surprising. That is a good, good keep question. That, uh, keep mm. that, that Oscar in Rick Baker's hands. Yes, sir. Yeah, Rick Baker, Rick the goat. Legend. Goat of makeup, man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, best art direction. Titanic wins. That would be production design in our in our era. If you mm. want to recall, your options are Gattaca. Damn, that's Kundun, a good nomination. L.A. Confidential and Men in Black. Oh man, this is a good category. Uh, I recall. Recall. Sure, recall. Yeah, recall. Uh, give me give me the nominees again besides Titanic. Gattaca, Kundun, L.A. Confidential, Men in Black. There's no bad choices here. No. Well, Kundin's um, there, but, you know. I mean, Kundin's well, nah, but... a, a very visual movie. Yeah, I guess, you yeah. know. Um, I mean, I love Gattaca. I love Ellie Confidential. I think I would go Men in Black on this one, though. I love the look of that world. Yeah. Yeah, he's not wrong. I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go out there. I mean, like, the, their headquarters is, is fantastic. The rest of the, the, the film's uh, locations are great. Yeah, I wouldn't go... Uh, 
we don't also give a lot of contemporary looks half the time it feels like to these things yeah. so uh i'm gonna go with men in black too well men in black also yeah men in black yeah not men in black too that's a piece of oh trash. god not men in black too i'm torn uh la confidential or gattaca and both good choices so uh, gattaca uh, i'm gonna go men in black oh, all right didn't matter yeah, I, I, I'm glad that you thought enough to pick that one, knowing there was no chance I was going LA Confidential. Yeah, well, I wasn't thinking that. I was just thinking, you know. Well, I mean, I know where I'm play, voting play in the, the game. Play the game and the win, baby. Cinematography. Titanic wins. If you, and that's Russell Carpenter. If you recall, you've got Amistad, Janusz Kaminski, Kundun, Roger Deakins, LA Confidential, Dante Spinati, and The Wings of the Dove, Eduardo Serra. Um, I'll recall. 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 I don't care. So I'll say leave it knowing we're already recalling. Um, I don't hate the Titanic win here, but just for the sake of we are recalling, I'll give it to um, LA Confidential. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with LA Confidential. Because I think the cinematography in Titanic is stinky. And I think that the cinematography in LA Confidential is, is very Not classic, stinky. but also oh. very, um, you know, it's it's very dirty. Like, it, it just feels, like, appropriate for that movie. So, yeah, I'll go with that. I'm going to go with LA Confidential as well. Um, I actually don't mind this one as a win, so I'll let it happen. Go for it. LA Confidential. Ray. Sound. Which is uh, mixing, because we also have best sound effects editing. So best sound, which is mixing, Titanic. If you recall, your options are Air Force One, Con Air, Contact, which, by the way, why is that not in visual effects, and L.A. Confidential. Mm -hmm. Um, Recall. 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 Uh, I want to give this one to Air Force One, actually. I think from a sound standpoint, it's really well put together. I agree. Uh, Air Force One is great. But if I'm going to give anything a sound win here, it's going to be Contact. Contact has wonderful sound. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and, uh, you know, especially because of, of this communications with the aliens. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Contact. While they did need the levels to be perfect for him to say, get off my plane or whatever that line is, that while is there's true. air blowing around him and all that you know, craziness, uh, Contact, though. Yeah, you're right. There's some great sound design there. So let's get I contact. love Contact. Contact would probably be in my best picture lineup. So Yeah, it would. The movie's, yeah, the movie's great. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Conair would have given Kevin O'Connell and Greg P. Russell an Oscar. Well, looks like Alas. they're not a good one. Yep. Sound effects editing. Titanic wins. If you recall... Your options, and God, are we recalling? Because I know what your people are going to do. Uh, your options are Face Off and The Fifth Element. Ha! Uh, yeah, Recall. 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 Yeah, Recall. Um, I'll probably give it to The Fifth Element, I reckon. Yeah, that's what Great. I'm doing. I'm giving it to The Fifth Element. I'm uh, going to follow that lead and go with The Fifth Element. Uh, I'll go Face Off, but Fifth Element wins. Do original it. song. Take them all away. My heart will go on from Titanic wins. 
if you recall, you have Go the Distance from Hercules, which, God, I love that song. I it is a good song. song. Journey to the Past from Anastasia. Meh. Good. How Do I Live yeah. from Con Air. Not bad. Oh. Will oh. give Diane Warren an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And uh, Miss Misery from Good Will Hunting would give the late Elliot Smith an Oscar. Okay. Uh, recall. Recall. Keep it. Recall. Um, yeah, give it to uh, uh, Elliot Smith for Good Will Hunting. What? That's where you I love that pen? song. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I don't, uh, Go the Distance is like my least favorite song from Hercules, and um, I don't even remember that one from Anastasia, and I don't remember the one from, uh, is it Con Air? You don't you remember how, how do you know I... That, you know that song, it's How Do I Live Without uh, You. It's a, yeah. It was a radio song. It was a light FM song yeah. for... If you say so, I'm going. I'm sticking yeah, with the good will. Leon Rhymes did that. But Steve, also you want to pepper in some some? How do I live at the end of this? Uh, I, my voice is failing me tonight. You know uh, but maybe later. <laughs> I, oh, I meant, I meant to it. put it. In, I want to edit it in at this. Point. Oh, you want to edit it in? Oh, I, think yeah, you I don't want, want you sing singing along. it. I was like, what? It's <laughs> an odd request. But I'm you hear my voice today. It's off. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with how do I live. Uh, because I think it it really is a, a beautiful song, and Diane Warren really should have an Oscar. It's kind of ridiculous. And My Heart Will Go On is the most insufferable song of all time. And also, by taking that Oscar away, Celine Dion never won an Oscar for that. So it's just giving two guys an Oscar for a song that she made famous. So, no thank you. Give does it James Diane Horner Warren. have a... How many Oscars does James Horner have? I don't give a damn how many Oscars he has. I mean, he's also dead. That's another story. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, mm-hmm. Steve? All right. Um, I, if it was going to be any song from Anastasia, it would have been Once Upon a December. And it's oh, not. yeah. For there sure. You go. For sure. There you go. But it's not. So I'm going to let it stick with the uh, corny, terrible, wonderful My Heart Will Go On. So, um, what happens if I pick "Go to the Distance"? Do we have a do we have a four way tie? Mm. I, think, yeah, we'll I think we have ties. I really think the tie should go to the. Uh, no. Yeah. You know what? I changed my vote. I'll go with "Go to the Distance." Yeah. I'll whoa, go with whoa. "Go to the Distance." Well, wait. Just uh, oh, so that yeah. it doesn't tie. Okay. I mean, I would have. I would have also gone "Miss Misery," so I would have accepted either. Either way. Okay. It's fine. Whichever one. Just as long as we <laughs> take it out of Titanic. Titanic loses. loses. There you go. No. There you go. My best original, idea. best original musical or comedy score. The full Monty mm. wins. It's the one category Titanic can't be in. Uh, if you recall, Anastasia, good. as good as it gets, Men in Black, and My Best Friend's Wedding. Uh, recall, recall. Um, doesn't really matter. I got, yeah, I'll recall. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Let's recall. Yeah. I give that one to Men in Black. It's one of my favorite Danny Elfman themes. Oh, say that, Danny Elfman. Oh. Um, this is tough. Um, yeah, I probably give it to as good as it gets. Like I think that I think it's got a good score. Hans Zimmer's doing good work there. I'm I'm gonna do that as well. So Steve, well, I'd, I'd like to see uh, Danny Elfman with a trophy. So well, there you go. That's a good time. There you go. Best original dramatic score, Titanic wins. James Horner. 
if you uh, by the way so yeah um ann dudley was the full monty um uh, anastasia was stephen flaherty david newman and lynn aarons Hans zimmer was as good as it gets danny Elfman was men in black james newton howard was my best friend's wedding so titanic is james warner if we recall amistad john williams goodwill hunting danny elfman we got a second bite at the apple there kundun philip glass and la confidential jerry goldsmith uh recall uh recall 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 uh i actually don't mind the the james horner score for titanic but given these choices i go jerry goldsmith for la confidential yeah take those flutes and shove them let's go to gary <laughs> gary goldsmith for la confidential jerry goldsmith yeah <laughs> His gary, brother. jerry doesn't matter yeah. Gary Goldsmith. He's a, it doesn't he's a matter as long as it goes to someone else. I'm going to give the win to Mr. Jerry Goldsmith, not Gary, for LA Confidential. That's just a Parks and Rec joke that I made right there. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with oh, yeah. hunting, but yeah, LA Confidential wins. Elfman can't have two either, by the way. That'll just make me not sleep well at night. Hmm. Why, why they the same year, too, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna like assume, <laughs> I'm going to assume that none of you have seen any of the foreign we, language we can just uh skip that category and i would imagine the only documentary you guys would have seen would have been four little girls the spike lee one yeah which so, is great so yeah we would have probably just, picked that so there we go can we just can we just give spike the oscar sure okay cool spike lee finally won an oscar all right adapted screenplay la confidential wins if you recall your options are donnie brasco the sweet hereafter wag the dog donnie brasco and- the Wings of the Dove. Not Brasco. Yeah, it's definitely Brasco. Uh, <laughs> I would say leave it for LA Confidential. Leave it. Leave it. Uh, I would have recalled the gun Wag the Dog, but there you go. Leave uh, Wag the Dog is good. Yeah. No. Original. I almost, said, I almost said leave the dog. <laughs> leave the dog. Pet the dog. Leave the dog. Uh, wagging too much. Play. This is a tremendous lineup. This is a great lineup. Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck win. And I think it's an incredibly justifiable win. But your other options being as good as it gets, Mark Andrus and James L. Brooks, really good one. Probably came closer than you would probably hope. Because also Boogie Nights, Paul Thomas Anderson. And then Deconstructing Harry, Woody Allen, which is one of Woody Allen's meaner movies. And I kind of like that it is. It's forgotten about a little bit. But it is it is interesting. And uh, the full Monty, Simon Bofi, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess recall to see what happens. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it as well. So, Steve, it's up to you. Recall. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, I think the Goodwill Hunting win is entirely justified, and it's a great win. But I think given the choice, personally, I would go PTA for Boogie Nights. It's I'm going to go it, Good Will Hunting, so I'm just setting up where we're at. It is a really good script. Miles is not wrong about that. Well, I mean, if we if you keep it and and, and Steve goes PDA, we just get a tie and everyone's happy. No, I Unless... think I think I'm going to I think I'm going to switch. I think I'm going to go with Boogie Nights. I think I'm going to give it to Paul Thomas Anderson. Well, you know what? Sometimes I mean, things happen. I, I love it's a plot I twist. Love, I love Boogie Nights too. Yeah. but you know, that's right. great. Well, I'm going to Boogie Nights, so Boogie Nights. no split. How do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. God damn it. Y'all Dude. suck. Uh, supporting actress. 
Kim Basinger, LA Confidential. Recall. Yeah, uh, I think even if you like the movie, I think you can get on board come with on. this being switched. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Especially, good especially when three of these picks are great. Yeah. You've got Joan Cusack in and out. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Mini Driver, Good Will Hunting. Terrific. Julianne Moore, Boogie Nights, because you would also eliminate Still Alice from the world. So great. Yeah. And Gloria Stewart, Titanic, which uh, yeah. good for her. Let her float down the river. Recall. Yeah, so, yeah recall. 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 Have at it. Um, how did this group? I'll actually give it to Minnie Driver for Goodwill Hunting. Uh, I rewatched it recently, and I forgot just how terrific she is. In She's it. fantastic. Look, um, well, I really like Minnie Driver, and I think Julianne Moore is fantastic in Boogie Nights. Now I'm going to go with Joan Cusack for In and Out. We don't Whoa. award comedy a lot, and she just delivers every line in that movie perfectly. And it's a very underrated film. Like that should have been in, that movie should have been in like a screenplay. They didn't know what uh, to do. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, Kevin Klein really good too. Yeah, um, should have been in there over. I'm gonna go with Peter Fonda. Um, and so, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Joan Cusack. Actually, I really like Kim Basinger's performance. I think it gets a lot of heat because it probably didn't deserve the Oscar. Um, no. But it doesn't. It's not a be, bad performance. It's yeah. just not an Oscar performance. It doesn't deserve to be crapped on, though. And yeah. I think people yeah, 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 just yeah. really are all over it just because of, you know, for the, the history of it. But um, it's a tough one. So two good names. I'm going to add a third to the list. I'm going to add Miss Julianne Moore for Boogie Nights. Ooh. Well, I think we oh, all so know I get where to, this is. I get to pick the winner. I think we all know where this is going. Gloria Stewart. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, you know what? Fuck it, Mini Driver. Oh, oh, yeah. That yeah. was exactly where I thought it was going. I, I, I mean, I think the realistic answer should be Julianne Moore, but since she has one, and this is the best Mini Driver's ever been, yeah, I, I think I gotta do Joan it. I don't, I don't hate it, but this would strong. be the, this would be the one that you want to see Julianne Moore win it for. Yeah, because then she wouldn't or, make you know. Still you Alice. could just yes. award comedy and the greatness of it in uh, Joan Cusack. She's fantastic. There are three phenomenal things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another good category. Sorry, Gloria. Actually, supporting actor is a good character. I was say for the most part, it's a very good lineup. Robin Williams wins for Goodwill Hunting. Let's all have a minute and smile at the photo of Robin Williams. Amazing Oscar speech, one of the best. Yep. The other nominees, if you recall, Robert Forster, Jackie Brown, the the late Robert Forster, who I I got to know a little bit a couple of years ago, and he was a lovely man. Mm. So that was a shame. Um, very very nice man. Anthony Hopkins, Amistad. Greg Kinnear, as good as it gets. And the late Burt Reynolds in Boogie Nights. God damn, this is like a Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't say it like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's um, a cemetery then? Is that better for you? <laughs> this is a good lineup, but I'm going to absolutely say leave it. This, is, this, is, this kills me. Uh, I just want mm, leave it. Well, I can't stand Robin Williams, so I'm going to... No, I'm actually... <laughs> I really uh, loved him, and it was uh, one of the hardest celebrity deaths, and it still bothers me. Um, so I'm going to say keep it. Yeah, I'm going to keep it as well. I, I would have been perfectly happy with Burt Reynolds as well, but Robin Williams is... That's not where I was going to go with my pick. Forrester? You're going to go Forrester? 
Absolutely, he's fantastic yeah. in Jackie Brown. He is. Oh, it's probably his How best work. How the fuck was Pam Greer not nominated for Best Actress? I'll never understand that. It's such a great performance. And yeah. Screenplay should have been in there. And yeah. kick out Deconstructing Harry. No, I like yeah. that one. Or, no, it would have been adapted, right? So we can kick out uh, yeah, it been adapted. The Wings of Doves or The Sweet Hereafter. You know, uh, the Wings like of Doves I would have kicked out. I, I think The Sweet Hereafter is pretty good. Yes, yeah, I mean it's depressing, but it's good. Yeah, uh, I don't want something depressing always having to make it in there. Well, sometimes well, if it right, deserves best, it. best actress, Helen Hunt wins for as good as it gets. Um, I I personally love her performance. I know this is not one of the most affection laden wins, but uh, hear me out. Here are your other options: <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter, The Wings of the Dove; Julie Christie, Afterglow; Judy Dench, Mrs. Brown; and Kate Winslet, Titanic. Keep it. Uh, yeah, no, I'd say keep it. I, I genuinely love uh, Helen Hunt in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she is she is she is doing the Lord's work in that movie. I also say keep it. So if any, if, unless Steve has a very strong no. opinion, I think keep it, keep it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter what I have to say, but, but what I'd say saying? keep it anyway because oh, okay. this is a. I just love it. It's lineup. like it's it's four just interchangeable sort of. They suck. Like, Let's just yeah, say like just, they just suck. Bri- they just sucks. British performances. They're not yeah, even that they, they suck. suck. Just they, no, I they do like suck. Four, you can say it. It's fine. I don't think they suck, but I think all four are doing a very similar thing. And I think it's that's all, a very it's lazy boring. thing. They're all it's very boring. safe and generic kind yeah. of choices. Yeah, they're safe, generic, run-of-the-mill white performances. Like, they're just, you know, they're, white, they're Mrs. Baird. They're I mean, white bread. I mean, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Helen Hunt is a white performance as well, but there yeah. it is a live that, in that performance too. It's not. It's not. She British. didn't win because oh. of the 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 performance. She won because she was Helen Hunt. And she was like the biggest thing I mean, since Life Spread at the time. The five, but yeah. she was also yeah. a huge TV star. In yeah, a movie she won that was, the Emmy and the Oscar in the same year. Yeah, in a movie that was, I would argue, if not for Titanic, a legitimate Best Picture threat because it was a feel good movie. But yeah, so. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad she stays. Now, this is uh, going to be an interesting one. Jack Nicholson is as good as it gets. Same thing. Like, I feel like people run hot and cold on whether this was needed. I, I adore him in this movie, but he is playing himself. This was number uh, three for him, right? Yeah, it was It was a, we like Jack, he's in a movie. Fuck it. It was that Jack hasn't won in like 20 years. Let's yeah. give him something. I mean, he is great in the movie, but you have to like Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Which a substantial amount of people do, but... Yeah. You know, he, he is not, uh, it, it's similar like The Departed. Like, performance is, is a loose word here. He is doing his thing and he just happens to be a, a talented man. I so still if we recall, understand how he wasn't nominated for that. Yeah, that, that was wild. Um, oh. If we recall, which I don't know that we will, your options are Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting. Now, there is a legitimate number two choice. Uh, mm-hmm. Robert Duvall and the Apostle. That's fine. Peter Fonda, Louise Gold. Eh. And Dustin Hoffman, Wagged a Dog. Uh, fine in a good movie i i really do think it's kind of a nicholson or damon situation but that's me what do you guys think uh i'd say leave it i as good as it gets i mean it is nicholson doing his thing but i think it's a different somewhat more vulnerable take on his thing he's not perfect um, it's yeah. not perfect and it's there's some problematic aspects no i meant like the it. character's not perfect which makes it you know not his usual typical like i'm the cool guy sort of thing well know. exactly he's not playing cool he's he's clearly struggling throughout in in yeah. a way that's i find quite interesting so i would actually leave it yeah i would mm. i'd leave it 
Like, I think Damon's better in things later on. I think he's really good in the film. But he's not necessarily the performance that I go back to all the time with him. I mean, like, I think of Affleck. I think of Driver. I think of Stalin Sarsgaard. I think of especially Robin Williams. And I think Damon's good, but I think he's got greater performances in him down the he road. He went on to much better yes. work. In Jack... Uh, it's probably legitimately like to me the last great leading Jack performance that we got. Yeah, there weren't that many to come anyway. Yeah, and and um, I and would it, agree with that. And it was like it was almost like this is tapping the well of you know he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to lead. Well, I guess that's not true because I do really love him and something's got to give. Um, but yeah, this he's on all cylinders here, so yeah, it's gotta be Jack. Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, since then, he made The Pledge, which is okay. real acting. I love that movie, but... They, I think he's great in The Pledge. Yeah, they were it's never, not really an Oscar movie. No, they were never good. going for it. About Schmidt, great. Yeah. But <clears throat> they didn't feel the need to give it to him. Anger Management, which is a, a joke. Something's I Give, which is fine. The Departed, which is great, but also, like, you know, they snubbed him. And then you have The Bucket List and How Do You Know? Not really a great ending. So, uh, Steve, what are you doing? Well, you said you have to like Jack Nicholson to like this performance. And I love Jack Nicholson, so I'm keeping it. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine to keep it, too. Yeah, I have no issues all with right. it at all. I was happy he won. Yeah. I'll stay happy. Right. Best director. Uh, James Cameron, Titanic. Now, if we recall, I feel like when we recall, since uh, we got one surefire vote in the can right there, uh... Peter uh, Caneo, The Full Monty, Gus Van Sam, Goodwill Hunting, Curtis Hanson, Ellie Confidential, and Adam McGoyan, The Sweet Hereafter. Recall. 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 Um, I don't hate Titanic as much as Ryan very obviously does. I don't know what um, you're talking about. Mm, um, but... That said, it's not one of my favorite Cameron movies. I think uh, the work that Curtis Hansen does on L.A. Confidential is exceptional, so that one gets my vote. Agreed. Curtis Hansen's direction in L.A. Confidential is fantastic. Also, my runner-up would be Gus Van Sant, who gives equally wonderful direction in a really beautiful drama. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm going Gus Van Sant, so Steve? Spoiler alert, I'm going Curtis Hansen. There you go. La Confidential. All right. Titanic, best picture. Let's do it. I'm assuming right. we're recalling, so our options are as good as it gets. The Full Monty, Goodwill Hunting, and L.A. Confidential. Mm. Recall. 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 Looks like this, uh, this ship I mean, is sinking. Huh. <laughs> I, I think it kept like one just, of its options. Just right? sink already. We gave it an early one, and then the, the night went down. Just, down just sink already. Um. Yep. I mean, same thing here. Um. Like Ryan said, my runner-up for both categories would be Goodwill Hunting, but um, as with Best Director, I feel like Ellie Confidential out of this group deserves a Best Picture. Mm. Okay. So. I, I I really love LA Confidential. I think it's a great film. I think Goodwill Hunting is a really lightning in a bottle film that we should, you know it just 
I don't I don't think anyone thought that that movie was going to be what it was. And the Full Monty, I really like the Full Monty. Really great comedy. Nice to see that the Academy, uh, you know, sort of went for that. And as good as it gets is as good as that movie is ever going to get. Uh, and Titanic is what it is. Um, I'm stalling because I'm trying to figure out what I want to do here. Well, I'm going Goodwill Hunting, so there we go. Spoiler alert. I think I'm going with Pitcher. I'm going to go with Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to say one thing before I make my pick. It's a shame that none of the actors, uh, the male actors, were nominated for L.A. Confidential. Yeah, like Guy Pierce. Oh, absolutely. And, well, Guy Pierce and Russell Clover. Let's and Danny that. DeVito and, but and DeVito then, uh, too. And then and, Pierce. and then uh, <laughs> Miles' his friend. No, Miles, no. your friend. No, I see. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously everything that terrible that happened with him notwithstanding i don't even think it's among his best work i think russell crowe and guy pierce are legitimate breakouts in that film and i think they are the ones that you sort of remember when you uh, walk away from it james cromwell is really good in it too yeah james cromwell is great oh that would have been a really good uh, supporting actor nomination. yeah yeah, yeah i think i think there's good. a lot of vote splitting that's it that's the issue um which may be why uh kim won because maybe like well they wanted to give something but that was the only category for acting. That's yeah. all my guessing. So she I'm going to. She do, also had that the 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 look and everything. Yeah. Was very memorable. Oh yeah, nailed it. But I'm going to go with the full. Mo- I mean, sorry, Ellie Confidential. So we have a tie. Yeah. Ooh. Well, that's fine. Those two movies deserve to win Best Picture. It's a good split. Uh, and uh, suck it, tie. suck it, James Cameron. Yeah. He's, all right. Cool. He's a guest on the show next week. Yeah, Luckily, yeah, you're not well, here, I'm not going to be here, but you can tell him to <laughs> shove it up his ass. Uh, all right. So when we wrap up, say where you can be followed and then tell me, since a lot of us have started to see a lot of the films, or at least am in the process of seeing the films, what film remains as your most uh, anticipated of the year? And uh, feel free to do two just because we might have some crossover. All right. Well, you can find me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Miles on Film. That's M-Y-L-E-S on Film. Uh, please check out my short films, American Exorcist and Once Upon a Dracula, both on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures and Chase Capo, respectively. Uh, my two most anticipated for the rest of the year, uh, Dune is still very much up there. It's only a few weeks away now, and uh, I cannot wait to see it on the biggest screen possible. And then my other one, which was a very late-breaking uh, entry, but I'm very, very excited for it now. Would be the Matrix Resurrections. Oh man! Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan McQuaid seventy seven on Instagram at Ryan McQuaid seventy seven. My other writings are here at Awards Watch or, or at Awards Radar, but at Awards Watch, In Session Film, Film Speak. So much stuff's going on right now. I will literally not be here next week. I'll miss out, so I'm uh, you know miss all you guys. Miss Ryan's wonderful questions, uh, but when I come back, I'll pretty much seen almost everything Joey has seen up to this point. Um, uh, but then, so, what will I have seen since then to update? I don't know. Stop it! I don't want to know because uh, then you're just gonna make me jealous. Um, but uh, it, so most of my stuff is getting like crossed off the list here very soon. So I will say that licorice pizza is very much uh, in my wheelhouse um, for my anticipated of the rest of the year. And, you know, 
doing West Side an, Story. No, I am beyond not looking forward to seeing that trash. Um, but uh, I, I just from there's so many things you don't have the time. But I know uh, Miles said Dune or you know and and the Matrix. So I'm going to steer away from those, even though I I'm with you, Miles. I, I'm I'm looking forward to those big screen events in IMAX. I'm going to go with Nightmare Alley um, because I really love the trailer for that, and I'm I'm you know I'm not trying to bring up a Shape of Water fight or anything. I'm just I like Guillermo del Toro's work a lot, and he's when he's doing sort of darker things. I'm always more interested in it, and this movie looks darker and. Uh, I just needed to see that trailer and it was perfect enough. It didn't need give me any plot or anything. And uh, I should be reading the book very, very soon. And so it'd probably be nightmare alley. Cool. Steve. All right. You can find me on Twitter and letterboxd at film snork. Uh, I'm looking forward to still, no matter what the buzz is, uh, Halloween kills. Ha- yeah, no, uh, mm-hmm. Halloween. What's the other one? No, 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 not Halloween. Halloween kills. Ends. Last night. in so, that's it. Halloween ends. That's I'm waiting for Halloween to end. That's what I'm looking forward to, but not the film, just the end of the new trilogy. Um, I am looking forward to uh, my voice coming back. Excuse this. I'm looking forward to last night in Soho, uh, Licorice mm. Pizza, and Spider Man. Uh, I you know I, I enjoy a good Marvel film. I love those, and I'm looking forward to see seeing what they do to kind of kick off. I you know. Well, I guess not kick off, but to continue the whole multiverse story and see if they can actually rein it in and make it something I enjoy. So, right, cool. Um, you can follow me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, Joey Magidson. You can follow Awards Radar on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, I agree about Spider-Man and Liquor's Pizza. They would probably be my two. So I will also throw out... Um, Mainly because I'm curious to figure out how it compares to the script. Uh, don't look up. Oh God! It may that be cl- terrible. It may be great. That that clip was not promising, but that seemed like a very temp clip. I so hope I, that it is a temp clip because if I they're sincerely using, hope so. If they're that using is that some music, editing the music well, sounded temp. The script sounds a lot like the script. The editing, you know, who's to say? But I, I from what um, I know. From the people at Netflix, he is uh, still very much knee deep in that film, which is which is insane because like I've heard some people that seen a test screening, they really loved it, and then other yeah. people, and then multiple people that have seen other test screenings, and they go, "It's one of the worst movies of the year." So you're like trying I to mean, figure out like what is real, what is right. I think right. that is very much him. I think Adam yeah. McKay gets that out of people. Well, I told well. Not really. Like his comedies are universally loved. Yeah, but I'm talking about like, the last the three. Yeah, I'm three talking Oscar about movies. like like there is a clear distinction that we are never going to get back the old Adam McKay making no, Anchorman and and all those kinds of movies, and we're going to get this for the rest of time. And it's uh, look, I love The Big Short. Vice was not my favorite thing, but looking at this, I'm like, good God, this just looks like it's going to be an absolute disaster from everything that I've seen. I mean, Vice really really had that. Some people love it, some people hate it. Vibe so. We'll see. Yeah. I uh, I'm curious, and uh, you know what, Eternals. Because yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to Eternals. That's probably my fa- my more anticipated of the upcoming Marvels. Uh, Spider Man more for me, but I'm I'm curious. I I would say Matrix, but you know, it would be the first of the sequels that was good. So we'll we'll see. We'll talk more about those when it gets a little closer. Maybe we'll revisit the the trilogy and we'll do a 
a side episode or something like that. But let's uh, let's close up shop. Uh, Ryan, have fun. Say hi to the various industry uh, muckety mucks, and then I told uh, yeah. you all said hi, and and that you all love them and miss them. Yeah, yeah exactly. thank you. And we'll be back next week. Uh, Mitch should be back next week, and then uh, yeah, we'll. We got some Halloween stuff coming up. We're going to specifically do an episode, I think, on Halloween. The Halloween franchise. Kills? Um, hopefully we'll have seen it by then. So oh, I think yeah. uh, I think Kendall will be joining us. She is uh, our resident uh, <laughs> scary movie guest, it seems, mostly. But uh, yeah, it should, be, uh, it should be a good time. So stay tuned for next week, and we will uh, speak to you all then. So be good. Thanks. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content.